Welcome, 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 and welcome to the adventure of an entrepreneur, the podcast that dives deep into the world of entrepreneurship. We're going to be hearing the stories from entrepreneurs from all over the world in different industries. They're going to be sharing with us the stories of how they face setbacks, walk through fire, climbed mountains to reach success. I'm your host, Shri Mahabir. Welcome everybody to another wonderful episode where I love, love, love bringing on entrepreneurs from all over the world to hear their story. And today's guest, she's amazing. She knows all about social media. She owns a social media agency. She's an AMA professional certified digital marketer. I got to add that in because she got herself certified. And I just love the amazing tips she shares. I'm so excited to bring her on. We were supposed to go live earlier in the month, but I said, it's okay. We can push it to another day and we're going to make it happen. I'm so excited to bring her on. We have today, Elizabeth Redcloud. Hello. Hello. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you doing? I am good. I am living that mompreneur life. (laughs) You know what? Let's just take a minute and give a shout out to all the moms who are watching and are running a family and running a business. We give a shout out to you because it's not easy to do all of this. What's going on, Emmanuel? And let us know where you're, as you're joining, let us know where you're tuning in. So maybe you'll get this question, maybe you don't, but how do you juggle both? And then we'll get into your story. (laughs) Okay. Um, Honestly, I just have to tell myself, like, you just have to do it. Like, I don't know that there's any type of formula or anything. Like, even today, like right now, I was just telling you, like, backstage, like, uh, got a call last minute, like, hey, I need you to pick up the kids because I can't pick up the kids. With my husband in active duty army, his schedule is, like, concrete. It's not very flexible at all when he's even present. So um, just being able to say, you know, like, got to roll with the punches because I was like, well, didn't get my hair down at the bun, didn't do my face, didn't get to change, (laughs) didn't get to do any of those things. But I was like, you just have to roll with it and and show up. And one of the biggest things for me is being able to really have real conversations with my kids, especially now that three of them are teenagers, Um, being able to say, hey, like I have this going on, I have that going on. Um, My son is in there right now making me a cup of tea, calm my nerves. (laughs) So they are very helpful and like really having that conversation and being real with my kids about what I'm doing and what I'm building and what it means for them too, so that they understand that it's not just, hey, mom is doing this, mom is going here, mom's going there, but this is what mom is building for us so that they have that. I love how you said mom is building for us and I don't know about anybody else who's on the live. I would love a cup of tea as well. I don't need any honey. I just would like this to be herbal. But let's get into why did you start your business? How did you get into and realize you could do this marketing for business? Because we understand, okay, your family is there and you want to be accessible to them since your husband is in the in the army and thank you for his service. But when did you get that realization? Hey, this is what I, this is something that I can do and I can still be with my family. Yeah. So honestly, for me, 
um, I didn't get the realization that it was something that I could do as a business owner and still have that flexibility with my family until I started doing it. Um, I always had like a entrepreneurial spirit and I would sell like random things. My first, I always say about my first entrepreneur, you know, thing in the fifth grade, I sold lyrics to rap songs that did not pan out good for me because the teacher called us like, what's all these bad words? Who y'all been paying for this stuff? But <laughs> I was selling lyrics to rap songs for 50 cents. Did any of these songs turn into like, you know, top hits or something? Oh no, so they were already the top hit. They were already songs that were like hits. But the other kids, like a lot of the kids in my class, like didn't know the songs. They couldn't catch up to it fast or anything. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I listen to rap music. I'm really good at this. So I would type the words out and like sell them for 50 cents. I had a Little Mermaid lunchbox, too. And I would like that. It would have a sandwich, a little thing, and a stack of you know, whatever this hit was <laughs> to sell to kids. Were you battling at the lunch table, Shan is asking? <laughs> I wasn't, but I did. I did freestyles in college for, for side hustle money. So, yeah. Okay. Now, you know what? We're going back and we're getting into college. So what were you doing in college as a side hustle? Yep. Freestyling. And, Free and, and freestyle, doing freestyle battles for my side hustle and um, play piano. Um, so that's what I was doing. So like I said, I've always kind of had that side hustle thing, but I also came from a family where education was like, you get your education, you go get a good job and that's how you, that's how you build. And so I was like, okay, um, my dad was an entrepreneur and after he had a heart attack, he lost his business and everything. So my family was against that whole, I won't say they were against it, but it was more like, this is what's going to be more stable to keep you safe. I do not beatbox, <laughs> but, but they were like, this is more capable, stable to keep you safe. So that was the plan that I was following because I wanted everybody to be proud of me and all of that. Um, met my husband in college and he joined the army. And so after he joined the army, we were moving around. It became really clear to me very quickly that building a career was going to be hard because every three years I was going to have to move. And so um, everybody started saying, you know, you have to get into the systems, speaking about the federal government. So I got into the system finally, and um, he had been in like maybe four or five years, I guess I got into the system and I was working for the DOD and we ended up getting sent to Germany after I had just been with the DOD, like right at a year. Um, and once we went there, they told me that my job didn't exist there where we went in Germany because it was a very small army post. And at that point, they were like, um, we'll put you in leave status so that you don't have a quote unquote break in service. And if you're familiar with the DOD, you want to have like your federal time to keep rolling. So I went into leave status, but after paid leave ran out, I was in leave without pay status. So I was technically employed, but making no money. But because I was employed, you also couldn't like get you know, unemployment. It's a whole thing. And I'm in another country. <laughs> and so it was crazy. I ended up putting in like 30, I want to say it was like 32. And I have the actual number written down somewhere. Job applications with the DOD while I was there. I was, there it was always something like I wasn't getting it for whatever reason. And um, the son who was making me tea now, he was six at the time. <laughs> and I was in my room, face down on the low, low. So in Europe, they had the low beds. We had this really low bed to the floor. I'm laying face down. I'm crying, boohoo and crying my eyes out. And he comes in, he's like, 
mom, what's wrong with you? Are you crying? I was like trying to like keep my face like, no, I'm not crying. And he's like, yes, you are. You know, like six year old, why are you crying, mom? And I told him, I was like, I'm just sad because mommy can't get a job. And it's hard going from two incomes to one. And it was really expensive. Like the Euro was not under the dollar at that time, like it is now. <laughs> so it was expensive. And um, he was, he literally said in that moment, why don't you make your own job? And he said it like so definitively, like it was just the easiest thing in the world. Like, duh, like you're sitting here crying over nothing. And I went to Ikea. We were like close to Nuremberg. I went to Ikea and um, bought a $40 desk. It was white and pink and <laughs> took a chair from the dining room, set up my computer. And I went to what's now Upwork, but it was called Odesk at the time. And I just started I've made this profile, like, here's what I can do. I do marketing. I can help you with digital marketing. And I just started sending out proposals to like anything that looked like I could do. And literally long story short, six months later, I had replaced the DOD income. And that's when I realized like, oh, I can do this for real. Like I have literally placed my salary in six months and I'm doing this on my own terms. So that was crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> I mean, we think, oh my gosh, how can I do this? And we overanalyze and overthink. But here you are, you're like, okay, I'm just gonna make it work. Whatever happens, <laughs> happens. And you know, the six year old here thinks that I can do it. Yeah. I think that's all the that's all the message we need. It doesn't matter how old that message yeah. is. What we needed to hear. So let's get into the marketing piece because I know there's a few people out here who want to get ready for the fourth quarter, which is literally like a day away and yeah. it's holiday season and planning for all of that. So what are some best tips that we should keep in mind when it comes to the fourth quarter and being top of mind of our clients? Absolutely. So one of the first things that people want to consider is the different holidays that are hitting during the fourth quarter and when they hit. A lot of times I see on social media, um, people will either start talking about their sales too soon or too late. And so we have to remember that social media moves very quickly and people are posting literally all the time. Like it's like every 0.2 seconds, a new post is hitting on most sites. Um, and so if you're too soon, and like if you start talking about October when Walmart starts putting their stuff up, you're too soon. Because the advantage that these stores have and think people that we see offline when they're doing their marketing is that people are coming there over and over and over again. We don't get that benefit on social media because our stuff disappears so quickly because so many other people are posting. So if we start too soon, people are going to forget that we're even having this promotion coming up, that we're doing any type of a sale or anything about the holidays. So we don't wanna to start too soon. So a good window is whichever holiday that you're looking at promoting is starting at about seven days out. And then you want to treat it like a full campaign. Um, so if you're gonna start seven days out, you wanna have a campaign where say like on day one, I'm gonna talk about X, Y, Z on day two. So like, for instance, for you, could I use it as an example, like a video coach or video? You know what? I have an example for you because in the okay. month of October, I am super excited because it's my birthday month and I am taking on 10 people to sign up for my 90 minute intensive call. It's normally 500 and I'm doing it for 297. So how can I make sure that, because it's, it's, I'm going to be promoting it all of October. So I know it's not going to, we can use that example and hopefully it can help somebody else for like Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Christmas and all that. 
Right. Absolutely. So one of the first things that I would do in this case is as we're coming into October, October the 1st, even though it's on a Saturday, I would do a full story post all day, starting out in the morning, talking about this, what you do um, as a part of this intensive call, giving them an example, then showing how much it's worth, then hitting them back with a testimonial, then telling them that you have this crazy announcement that's coming up and you're going to announce this on Monday then taking pieces of that story, sharing it on LinkedIn so that it's an actual post. So basically you're building that anticipation behind what you're doing. One of the biggest things on social media we have to do is stop the scroll and get people to come back. And so if we give them tidbits of information, but word it in a way where they want to know the rest, that's what gives people to hit the button, to come to the profile, to come back, to turn on notifications because they need to know what else is happening. So definitely build that anticipation. And then on the day that you're actually going to start talk, uh, talking about the sale and opening that cart, then I would go ahead and like make a big announcement of it, going live uh, to announce what's happening to pe uh, for the sale, explaining why you were doing the sale, telling the story behind it. Um, then I would create a campaign for the month of October and give yourself hit days. So like in week one, you may say, I, you don't have 10 open. So I need two, you know, people to sign up in week one, or I need three people to sign up in week one. What are the hit days? I need to sign up on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. So on those days, those would be the days that I would push heavy call to actions that want people to come back to that actual, um, website or that lead generation form and actually hit there. One of the other important things that I think is for us to remember going into the fourth quarter and always on social media is that we don't always have to do the hard sell. Um, we really want to, we want people to make the decision without them realizing we're telling them what to do. And that's like the secret sauce for marketing. When we drink a Coke and it's like, it's like being able to use subliminal marketing in a different way. So, you know, like we're at the theater and they show us right before the movie starts, the Coke pouring on the cold ice and all that. And it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so thirsty. I should have got a drink or whatever. So what we want to do is we want to leverage social media to entice people to build up the information so much about what we have to offer that they cannot help but go to the website and look at it. We want them to go to the concession stand. We want them to get out of their seats. And so we don't always want to hit the hard sell in a campaign like that, we want to make sure that we are pushing people to take steps, but not always giving them that hard sell. Because if we hear the hard call to actions over and over and over again, it actually begins to turn us off on social media. And so that's something we definitely have to remember um, with going into the fourth quarter in these campaigns. So not being too soon, not being too late, not pushing the hard sell constantly, but creating content that's going to promote. And then especially with the content, using things that people are going to be relatable to. So one of the things that I would think about in terms of video visibility, um, with, you know, being funny with showing how people get ready for lives or what's funny when you're trying to get ready for it, doing something like that. And people will relate to that because it's like, oh my gosh, you're trying to get live and then a kid comes through. You're trying to go live and the garbage truck drives by and, you know, splashes water. That happened one time. The garbage truck drives by. There's a rent a kid around here. I don't have any kids. <laughs> you know, like I'm trying to be all cute when I was in Colorado with the mountains in the background. Garbage truck just comes through. So like, oh. <laughs> so like all of these crazy things that you help people with, but then showing it in a way that's visible and relatable so that it's not always just a post about, you know, join my intensive, join my call. And I know you already, you already do that, but I've seen people who will just say, join, 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 join this challenge, join this webinar, you know, all the time. But instead of just saying that, 
relating it to people and what they're going through and the reasons that they want to join and bringing it there. And that's with any of the campaigns, um, marketing those results over marketing those solutions. And a lot of times when it comes to marketing a business period, we talk about the solutions, we talk about the benefits, and those are really great, but everybody's talking about that. So we have to talk about the results. So I had a, a friend, she does nails. And she's like, she's like on Instagram, um, I keep posting like all of the nails, the pictures of the nails that I do and everyone's hands. And it's just not getting me any clients. Like, and you're saying I can get clients from Instagram, but I'm new, it's not working. I was like, okay, well, let's sit down. So we went over and we did a strategy. I was like, let's start showing um, women getting things that they want. So we started doing shoots with women out having brunch and mimosas. Um, and women, this guy's like, oh, I'm getting out with this really cute guy, this date and stuff like that. And she started getting clients from Instagram. And I was like, because we're saying like, got my nails done and then I did this. I got my nails done and that's so we're doing it in a funny way, like a TikTok style thing with the reels. And she started getting people to book with her. And I was like, because they want that man, girl. They don't want those nails. They want him. And if the nails get him, <laughs> then that's what they're going to go pay for. Or they want that fun brunch. They want that jet set life that we're showing. So really thinking about the result that your audience wants from whatever you're selling, even if it's a product, if it's a service, and how you can creatively put that into your content campaign for what you're marketing is definitely key. And then the last thing I would say going into the fourth quarter that we have to remember is something that a lot of people overlook as we get into the Christmas season. Everybody starts thinking about sales. You literally don't have to do a sale. You just have to do um, a treat yourself project. It's treat yourself season. If we think about it, buyer behaviors are so important in marketing. And when people get to Christmas, that's when we buy the stuff we don't buy any other time of the year. That's when we buy the stuff that our kids really want. That's when we buy the stuff that we really want. That's when we like get that diamond ring for the, the person you're with or whatever. So people are already in the mindset of I can treat myself. So when you're marketing your products or services, market it in a way that is showing them that this is some a way to treat yourself with this service. This is a way to treat yourself with this product. And so instead of thinking about discounting your services or products, think about bundling them together. Think about showing where they're getting something extra, something exclusive for buying through this time, something that a way that you're only going to package it because it's Christmas season. Those are the type of things that you want to think about that really push sales at this time of year. Oh, just so many gems, so many gems. <laughs> Treat yourself. Or I should be saying what you will also get with the call is some some freebies. So yeah. you're going to get some freebies along with the call. It's not just the call, but you also get freebies to walk away with. And yes. I do have a question. Maybe somebody out here, if you have questions too, drop them in the comments. When you say story, are you talking about a video or how does that, when you say story, what does that look like? Um, yeah. So when you're doing stories, you definitely want to think about videos. Um, so for Instagram, um, if you're using Snapchat, whatever, you can literally just do those right in the stories. If you have a Facebook business page, right in the stories. If you are using it on LinkedIn, um, you want to use it either where you're taking a piece of the story that's the most poignant part and sharing that as a video or you're piecing together different parts of the story and putting it together as one video um, to make that announcement. That's an amazing tip. And I want to say that that is going to be super helpful because I was thinking to just go live on all the platforms and just talk about this. But 
Now I'm going to do a story and I'm going to lead into it because I'm super excited for it. And I'm also thinking about just like some of you, hey, you have maybe you have a video course about how to do makeup for women over 40 or you have your treat yourself to getting on camera for three months. I mean, what do you have? How can you put out there and get out of your mindset that just because it's the holiday that nobody's going to invest. There are people who want to get ready for 2023. There are people who know that their things aren't looking the way they should at work. So you know what? They want to get ahead in life and start that process. So just for those who are in that mindset, well, I don't know, because 2023, we're really worried. What are some things that you can share that help prepare for 2023? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you definitely want to start sooner rather than later than thinking about what are your goals for 2023 for your business? And I always say, start with the end in mind and work backwards. Don't think about where you want to be in January of 2023. It's too late. Okay. <laughs> we already at the end of 2022. <laughs> think about where you want to be in December of 2023 and then work backward. And you have the advantage that we're so far down in 2022 right now. You can say to yourself, January, February, March of 2022, here's what I did wrong, or here's what I can fix. Here's a mistake that I made that I don't want to make in January, February, March of 2023. Um, so thinking back, we're thinking about uh, a lot of times we look at it at the revenue side and say, here's the revenue I want in the end of December. Um, but one of the things we need to really look at is where do I want my business to be at the end of December? How profitable do I want to be? Because revenue is one thing, like you can make $100,000 in revenue and take home 20. You know, like after everything's done, if you haven't planned effectively, so thinking about what's the profit level I want to be at. Um, am I working too hard? What do I, how much freedom do I need in 2023 to get there? What are some, what are some goals? Just like we, I was talking about the results that our client wants. We have to think about what are the results that we want too. Do I want to be able to take a summer vacation? Am I trying to travel with my family? Do we want to be, you know, I always say I want to be the home alone family at Christmas eventually. I'm going to get there. You know? But if that's my goal for 2023, how do I get there in 20? I mean, how do I get there? And what prevented me in 2022 from making that happen? That's one of the biggest things I think we overlook is we look at planning, 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 and we don't take that time to go back and say, what prevented me from getting there this year? And what can I do to change that? Ooh, those are really good questions and really good tips, especially since next week on Sip and Chat, we're talking about getting ready for 2023 and what are the next steps because we're all going through this. Instead of waiting for December or just January, we're starting this process. So I want to make sure that everybody connects with you. So what are the best places to connect with you, Ellie? Absolutely right here on LinkedIn. That's my, it's my favorite spot. I'm not ashamed to say it. I shouldn't be biased because I work in social media, but I am. So <laughs> LinkedIn is my favorite place. Uh, I am starting to be more active on, on Instagram, you know, they're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, starting to be a little bit more active and I'm at Elizabeth Red Cloud there. Um, also I'm on TikTok. I'm not even gonna lie y'all. I don't really like TikTok, but you go where the money tells you. So I'm starting to do a few things over there. I'm different there than I am on LinkedIn. I, I do dance a little bit and I make jokes and that kind of stuff. <laughs> so a little bit more of my personality on TikTok and Instagram. Um, but I do still give tips and stuff there too. So that's funny because I don't really care whatever platform. I don't really dance, but 
I do show the cooking. I bring it over here. I do show whatever, you know, there's things that I do. I just am the person who says, look, this is who I am. You either like me or you don't. And, uh, but I always look at TikTok and this is a tip for anybody who's watching. If you're afraid of doing a video or you're, you're not sure how a video will perform, just post it on TikTok. If that's not the platform, that's your platform. You'll see how it does. And then also it's all about progress, not about perfection. You can change it. That's my strategy. I post my videos on TikTok. Then I think about maybe I shouldn't have said that. Let me change it. And I post it on Instagram and then LinkedIn. And here we are. So (laughs) that's just a tip for anybody. (laughs) Absolutely. Because I was and thank you so much, Brett. And you'll see a lot of times the reels that I'll do on Instagram, I'll post them here on LinkedIn, um, especially like if it's a Saturday, I'm always thinking like, what's the mindset of my, of the people I'm talking to? And people are really relaxed on Saturdays. Um, people are, you know, Sundays, people are spending time with their family. So I've posted videos of, you know, me playing piano with my sons and different things like that. Um, so definitely opening up. And I'll tell you why I don't like TikTok. Because I always write long captions. <laughs> and you do. I know, but I don't like the way it shows up on TikTok. So, so what I've been doing with TikTok and what, I, well, I, I don't know if I've done it yet, but what I've written down to plan to do with TikTok is when I'm doing the videos there, because they are getting pretty good reach. I have like, I started a couple of weeks ago, like maybe two weeks ago, and I have like 171 followers. Like, hmm, where do these people come from? But okay, they're here. So <laughs> let me get on it. But um, using it to do the short captions that like add to the humor or the entertainment factor, which is why most people come to TikTok anyways, to be entertained for some reason or to learn something. Um, so doing that and then leading them back to my LinkedIn or to the website or wherever it is that I want them to go. So I'm definitely looking at leveraging TikTok because there are so many people there and because it has a, such a good organic reach right now as the first step in a funnel to get people to go back to somewhere else that I want them to go. So Ellie's going to be the one who's like, I had a video go viral, a million views. And I'll be like, I had meant to hit a million views, but that's not, that's not either for here or there. What we are about to do is we're going to go to Instagram and we're asking you to come and join us where we'll talk more there. And if you have questions, because we didn't ask them here, you can drop your questions at the bottom comment below and Ellie will come back. And if you are somebody who wants to get on camera, who wants to do a live show like this, I would love to be able to help you just message me and we'll go from there. And if you are connecting with Ellie, make sure you say you saw her on this live with Shree so that she knows and she's not going to block you. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And if you tell me that you saw me on this live with Shree, I will do a complimentary quick audit for your social media where I'll just do a quick audit and shoot you a video only for Shree. People who watched it here. (laughs) That is an amazing offer for anybody catching the live or the replay. And you saw that. You heard her. She's giving a complimentary audit just by saying that you watched this live with me. I would take advantage of that. Robert, where are you? I know you... (laughs) <laughs> always asking <laughs> but I just want to say thank you to everybody and until my next live which will be next week and it's with Robert Barry which is why I called him out but 
we are so happy to have you here. Thanks for tuning into this episode. If you found it very helpful, share it with a friend, share it in your social media. Until the next time.